and welcome to another episode of Now About That with James and Sarah. I'm James. I'm Sarah. And today we're going to talk a little bit about our coming out stories. So um, just kind of a reminder, I am a cis male, a gay cis male. And Sarah, you are? I am genderqueer and apparently a lesbian. Genderqueer, which changed from the last time we talked because it's actually so is it the same like genderqueer and non-binary are they considered the same thing or they're they're very similar i've always gone more by genderqueer than non-binary but non-binary is usually easier uh to say than genderqueer yeah because most of the time a lot of people consider queer to be a derogatory term or sometimes Mm -hmm. I know for the longest time, especially when we were younger, it was a relatively derogatory term. So yeah. using it seemed a little taboo. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, for my coming out, I didn't really come out to anyone. I just kind of, well, except for maybe you, I kind of kind of came out to you. Yeah. Um, but for like my family and everybody else, it's kind of just like, I just was yeah like i think i mean for the longest time i did date um for well in high school i dated high school and elementary school and middle school throughout my teen years and adolescent i dated female uh, afab assigned female at birth Mm -hmm. people um and then I, like after high school, I really didn't actually date anyone for for a really long time. A long while. And I just, I was kind of just being me, just doing my own thing, yeah. working, and doing whatever I wanted, really. And then in like 2012, 2013-ish, I started dating men and actually started like bringing like actually dating people. Um, I think I, I dated a couple of people before the partner that I'm with right now, a couple of guys that I'm with. But I, I dated a couple of guys before the partner that I'm with now. And I've been with Ryan since 2016-ish. Yeah. No, 20, 2015. Yeah, you guys have been together for a while. Yeah, seven, this year will be seven years. Well, it was seven years and... No, it was 2016, so this year would be six years. Mm. Uh, but basically, all I did was just start bringing the males, which I really didn't bring any guys that I was dating to any family events until Ryan. And I don't even know if you know anybody that I dated other than Ryan. I don't think so. Nobody was serious enough. No. There was this one one kid that I dated the one guy not kid that sounds very wrong it's one guy that I dated although I found out he was 17 when I started dating him Ooh. and I didn't know that he told me he was 18 which I was kind of on the on the fence about anyways because I was 24 at the time mm-hmm. um so I was kind of on the fence about dating him when he was 18 and then I found out he was 17 I was like yeah this is dumb yeah. he was kind of a, he was kind of a mess anyways he was 17. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, and then, and it was, really wasn't very many other people other than Ryan. 
What about you, Sarah? I'm a whole whore. Uh, <laughs> no, um, so for the for the longest time, uh, I identified as bisexual. Um, you were I, married. Cur- currently, are still married. Yeah, legally still married. Yeah. To a male. To yeah, yeah. Also, it was hilarious when I texted him and was just like, "Hey, so it turns out I'm a lesbian." And- <laughs> He was like, oh. So I think Sam, our friend, asked a good question. So if you are technically gender queer or gender gender queer or gender fluid, what's the difference? Is that the same thing? That's the same thing, right? I'm not <laughs> sure of the the particular differences. And look at me sitting here treating it like you're you're the all-knowing person right. in this conversation i, I mean, know we could technically we could about technically the non-binary peoples yeah we could technically look it up uh what is the difference nope i can't type today oh my god typing is not your strong suit at this moment Oh my God. <laughs> the answer is yes. <laughs> no, Sam asked a question about how am I a lesbian when I identify as um, they, them. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's true. So the thing is, is that I guess this is kind of how I see it is I prefer they, them, but I still use she, her pronouns. I, I'm a fab. So I was assigned female at birth. Um, and I am attracted to, um, femmes and women. So like, um, trans women, cis women, you know, um, people who lean towards the femme side of non-binary. Like that's, I guess, where I'm at. Okay. So I looked it up and this is a, um, on the website called Queer in the World. And it is a, uh, well, I'm looking at one article. It's an article that says, what is gender fluid versus gender queer? Let's break it down. And that has a rainbow symbol. Um, <clears throat> so it says non-binary and gender queer are considered the same thing by some, but some see people or some people see them as separate entities. Both identities use different flags. Some people identify themselves as both gender queer and non-binary, while others identify themselves only as one of the two. For simplicity's sake, we will be focusing mostly on genderqueer and how it can sometimes be used interchangeably by non-binary folks. And then it goes on to say, non-binary means that you, or that your gender identity identity falls outside of gender binary. Genderqueer is very similar because you 
or your gender also falls outside of the binary and cannot be described using the words that most people would use for gender. Mm -hmm. um, gender queer could mean a multitude of things. Uh, to break this down a little more, gender is more than just an expression. When I say expression, I mean clothing choices and mannerisms. Um, and then gender is more of a feeling within you and less of a reflection of who you are as a person. <clears throat> and then uh, non-binary along with gender queer people often feel the same, or feel, sorry, often feel they cannot relate to the experiences of either gender. They do not feel that what a cisgender individual feels towards their gender. Uh, when it comes to non-binary identities, it feels as though one is floating between two different extremes, but can never quite relate with either, mm -hmm. like floating in a, an abyss of sorts. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, I think mean, that's interesting. And then also, um, so there's some more information about uh, the difference between gender or queer gen Jesus, gender queer and non-binary um, could be that you you can be a gender and non-binary at the same time so a gender like that's one word not a gender yeah so a gender is not identifying with any gender whatsoever yeah um be because a gender falls under the non-binary umbrella uh you can also be gender fluid and non-binary at the same time and gender fluid also falls under the non-binary umbrella mm -hmm. uh, keep in mind that you have you can have those identities and still be gender queer simultaneously. Hmm. So I think one of the biggest things, I mean, I would say is, so this goes for both, uh, for the people that are trying to understand and make sure that they're using the correct terms, um, make sure you demonstrate the willingness to understand the difference and understand that if you're using the wrong term, that's something that you need to understand um, and give, let that person that is telling you whether the term is correct, give you the feedback and not feel attacked. And on the other side of it, as long as the person seems to be demonstrating a willingness to understand and learn, there's a lot, even like even that, information there's a lot in that and it seems like it can be somewhat confusing um at times we just saved um so let someone be i mean be patient with someone that's trying to learn um and let them i mean let them make mistakes a couple times and as long as they demonstrate that they're making changes yeah, like, um, it's, for me, um, it's a matter of, oh, lovely shot there. <laughs> I was moving my laptops around because my, the, the thing I was working on saved. It just, it went down to chest level, which is where I come to on James anyway. <laughs> so I was like, oh, look, a view I'm used to. <laughs> now I'm dark. Oh, I don't like that. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Um, like, I usually take um, people's issues in good faith. Like, if somebody um, gets my pronouns wrong or something like that, like, I just, 
I take it in good faith. Um, be being aware of who is like messing up on accident and who's being malicious is yeah. the biggest thing to be aware of. So when you're out and about doing the things. <clears throat> yeah, I think that makes sense. I think um, it could be a sensitive topic for either person. So like, so you're the person that's trying to learn what the difference is between uh, genderqueer, genderfluid, non-binary, cisgender. Mm -hmm. um, it's difficult when you're used to the gender norms. Mm -hmm. And especially if you're from like a small town and like like I am from a small town in Indiana where it has been for as long as I've been alive, there's really only been two genders mm -hmm. that have been like the normal, quote unquote normal, which who can say what's normal really. Right, yeah. Um, but I mean, there are times when I, I agree it does, it makes sense and really uh, the people that are doing it maliciously and saying the wrong the wrong gender terminology maliciously. I mean, at that point, it's like, I come, I, I hate to say this, but you come to a certain point where it's like, when do you cut ties with that person? And when do you just like, they're never gonna learn, so I'm not even gonna try. Yeah. Just yeah. avoid contact as much as possible. It, it really depends. It depends on the person. Um, and obviously everybody is gonna have their own limits. Um, some people it's a lot easier to um, cut people like that off than it is yeah. others. I guess um, that makes sense. Especially if you have like a really big um, family, like family is a big thing to you. Yeah. So like, I and I might be a little borderline sociopath. <laughs> But to me, cutting ties with people and like cutting things out of my life isn't super difficult. Because mm -hmm. it's like, and it's, this sounds terrible, but like with Ryan, I don't, I don't ever plan on getting married. And I, I, that it's there, that's for a reason. I want to make it to where if something happens and we need to split or whatever, it's an easy split and there's nothing that, like can be misconstrued and like, well, that's half of this is mine or like we keep our finances separate. Um, anything that I purchase, it's in my name or right. like the, the apartment. Um, he's on the apartment as a, um, what is it called? Approved occupant, but he's not like actually a leaseholder. So none of the financial burden would fall on him. Right. Um, if we were to split, he would be able to move free and clear. He wouldn't have to remove himself from the lease as a leaseholder or anything like that. Right. I'm not saying that's going to happen. I'm just saying if it were to have to happen or need, something would need to happen, it would be easy to do. I mean, it would hurt, but yeah, I do think now saying that, and this sounds like this is going to sound terrible. <laughs> if something happened, when something happens to Bobo and he passes away, I'm gonna be dead for days. Yeah. Like unconsolably dead. Yeah. That's my baby. Yeah, yeah. He came out of my loins. <laughs> this is a dog we're speaking of. 
Oh. That was. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I can't even with you. It's my baby. No, I know. I can't believe you came to me <laughs> long. Oh my god. Uh, but anyway, so that was. I mean, that was a little bit about our our coming out. So, did you actually tell like your family and stuff? Uh, yeah. I, told, I told my brother. I have not told my mom. What's your brother? He's kind of on the spectrum, isn't he? Yes. So he he identifies as bisexual. So, but yeah, I uh, I don't know. It was it was interesting. First of all, it's interesting making all these realizations now. <laughs> But you're 75. You're right. <laughs> now that I am in my ye olden days. Um, like, I'm just like, wow, okay. But I think, I think if anything, it just goes to show that sexuality is, is fluid and um, things, things change and you change as a person. And it's, it's interesting. I think the most interesting thing, though, has been um, realizing how much heteronormative bullshit I was performing just because that's what I thought I was supposed to be doing. Yeah. So, like, also realizing that just because I think that men are pretty doesn't mean I want to sleep with them. I mean, I think... um, And... Like, I think it's been said before, I think gender is a social construct and yeah. it's defined by the the social norms and behaviors um, that people are used to. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I really don't understand why anyone cares is my thing. It's like, why do you care if someone that is assigned male at birth and defines themselves as, themselves as a male? why do you care if they start wearing more feminine looking clothing um or if a man wants to wear heels why does it matter to you is my biggest thing right i don't understand like there's this whole thing where people seem to think that it's negatively impacting them and i'm just like how please please show me how how i choose to dress and whatnot impacts you yeah, I think that's, I mean, to me, it's just like that, that doesn't make any sense and how, if it's impacting you, sh- yeah, show me how it's impacting you and then we can have a discussion about why that shouldn't impact your life because it's not you. Yeah. Like, why unless are you it's this all about you? Yeah, unless it's like a- actually like happening to you, you're the one that is being told you're a certain gender when you're not actually identifying as that gender that's when you can step in and say something but unless it's like personally affecting your person shut your mouth and stay out of it yeah and that seems like a bold decision and that seems like something maybe maybe it's because i am a little more i don't really care about other people's feelings all that much (laughs) and that's mean that's bad to say but i really don't like, like I, I say that, but then I also do care about like what I look like, and whenever I go out in public, I know I want to look a specific way. Like I can't. I'm wearing 
pajamas right now, but that's just because it's hot here. It's and, hot here. And when I brought Bobo inside, well, I'm wearing pajamas. I'm wearing a t-shirt and a pair of basketball shorts, not really pajamas, gym shorts. Um, and, but whenever I go outside, I put on like my, my regular Oxford shirt and a play, pair of blue jeans and some tennis shoes. If I have to take Bobo out, I'm gonna get, put my blue jeans on and stuff like that before I go outside. Yeah. I, uh, I think the major thing is um, <clears throat> recognizing that you can acknowledge other people's feelings, but also not, not give a fuck. <laughs> like, yeah, okay, that's, that's fine. That's how you feel. That's, those feelings are not rooted in reality. So your feelings in this particular instance don't matter. That's kind of how I feel about um, people who get so bent out of shape about what other people do. It's just like your feelings on the matter are not rooted in reality. And that doesn't, that doesn't mean that I have to acknowledge those feelings. And that's completely different than, you know, acknowledging somebody's feelings about something that's happening to them or, you know, wanting to be perceived a particular way. Like, I don't know. People, mm -hmm. are, people are assholes in the end. Yeah. So I'm reading, I'm just reading through a, a thing on the World Health Organization um, about the definition, like what gender is. Mm -hmm. um, and it says, so gender interacts with but is different from sex, which refers to the different biological and physio physiological characteristics of females, males, and intersex persons, such as chromosomes, hormones, and reproductive organs. Mm -hmm. Gender and sex are related to, but different from gender identity. Gender identity refers to a person's deeply felt internal and individual experience of gender, which may or may not correspond with the person's physiological or des designated gender at birth. Gender influences people's experience and access to healthcare. The way that health services are organized and provided can either limit or enable a person's access to healthcare information, support and services, and the outcome of those encounters. Health services could be affordable, accessible, and acceptable to all, and they should be provided with e with quality, equity, and dignity. And that's kind of a statement. And, um, but then it also goes down, <clears throat> so further down in this, um, I, don't, I don't wanna call it an article, what is this? The topic, health topic on gender. Um, it says some harmful gender norms. So especially those related to the rigid notions of masculinity can also affect boys and men's health and well-being negatively. For example, specific notions of masculinity can encourage boys and men to smoke, take sexual and other health risks, misuse alcohol, and not seek help or health care. Such gender norms also contribute to boys and men perpetuating violence as well as being subject subjected to violence themselves. They can also have grave implications for their mental health. Rigid gender norms are also negatively affect people with diverse gender, gender identities who often face violence, stigma, and discrimination as a result, including the healthcare settings, 
or including in healthcare settings. Uh, consequently, there is a higher risk of HIV and health mental problems, mental health problems, including suicide. So yeah, I mean, that's from the World, World Health Organization. It kind of basically says the same, like gender identity and sex and gender are not the same thing. Where one person can be assigned female or assigned male at birth, they may identify or feel as though they are a different gender. Yes, because gender is not defined by your genitalia. I, I agree. I think that's the biggest thing is that we have such a rigid viewpoint of what gender is and assigning it to what your genitals look like. But like, it'd be nice if we could all stop and realize like kind of how creepy that is. <laughs> yeah. It's like, what are you going to, like, what are you going to make me, am I going to make you flash me to make to, sure I understand what. But see, that's what they're doing now in like a lot of schools is forcing um, young women to go through these things to prove that they're women, quote unquote. Like they're requiring like vaginal exams and stuff like that now. I mean, that would be like a HIPAA violation. See, that's that, what I'm not too. That would but, be a HIPAA violation, 100%. But like they're they're doing that now. That's something that they're pushing through. Yeah. And it's just yeah. like you're you're first of all, why are we so obsessed with people with people's genitals? Secondly, like why are we? requiring children to expose their genitals to adults to prove what they were assigned at birth. No, that's, that seems like for some person that is saying that they care about children and care about the life of a person, you're putting that person now through a lot just mm -hmm. because of something that you're forcing them to do. Ooh, speaking of, do you want to talk about the thing that's happening in Texas right now about the, you, you might not, do you know what I'm talking about? Let's see. Maybe. Let's see. Let's see. <laughs> the, the woman that got um, a ticket for driving in the HOV lane without a passenger, even though she was pregnant. Oh my God. Yes, she did hear about that. She's saying, she's, so I can see. I, and I do this thing all the time. I can see both sides of the conversation. She's saying, well, if you are saying that a uh, fetus is a person, then technically I'm not in the wrong for driving in the HOV lane. Right. But if you're going to say that uh, in this instance, it's not considered a person, you can't have it both ways. Yeah. yeah. Like it's either all or nothing. Mm -hmm. Um. And then, oh, is it Atlanta? We're getting on a different, completely different topic. Atlanta, where they're allowing you to take a tax credit for a fetus, a three up to $3,000 tax credit for a fetus if you're pregnant. Okay. Started in July. Yeah. Did you not hear about this? I did not. Did not hear about that. I mean, on the one hand, that's a good thing because, you know, that's going to help a lot of people out who no longer have access to abortions. But then at the same time, it's just like, <laughs> okay, but you could just give 
you know, proper health care. Let me make sure it's Georgia. Georgia. Yeah, Atlanta's in Georgia. Oh, okay. I think I thought I, I thought I was saying I think I thought I was saying Alabama. Um so Georgia. Okay. Georgia says unborn child an unborn child counts as a uh, dependent on taxes after six weeks. Oh no. Um, so president, pregnant residents will now qualify for a three thousand dollars state tax deduction. Mm. So under Georgia law, fetuses now have full legal recognition as living people. That means their parents can claim them as dependents on their tax return even before delivery. So I'm going to send you this link and then take a look at it and read it. And we'll take a quick break and come back and discuss. How about that? Sounds good. All right. We will be back in just a few, everybody. Woo. <laughs> Welcome back. So before we took a break, we were talking about the um, Georgia law, Georgia? Yes, Georgia, um, about the unborn child counting as a dependent on taxes after six weeks of pregnancy. And Sarah read it and her response. I'm flabbergasted. Yeah. It's interesting. I just, I... I what? I, I think the, the interesting part that I didn't even realize until after reading this um, uh, this article was it was actually in uh, initially approved in 2019 but deemed unconstitutional given the protections granted by Roe v. Wade. Mm. <clears throat> um, which so now um, the a person can claim up to $3,000, qualify for up to $3,000. Well, this doesn't say up to. Qualify for a $3,000 state tax deduction, deduction uh, after six weeks of pregnancy. But it does say um, state the state's Department of Revenue said Monday it would begin recognizing any unborn child with a detectable human heartbeat as eligible for the government for Georgia individual income tax deduction. Tax dependent exemption amounting to $3,000. I think that the article brings up a really good point in that, okay, so what happens if uh, there's a miscarriage or you know, stillbirth, something like that. You know, like what what happens then? How does that get treated? Yeah, I think, I mean, yeah. I think the thing that's going to be kind of odd with this one is you're not only mixing, uh, you're mixing more personal medical information in with revenue mm-hmm. and and finances where really they shouldn't be intermixed. Um, and I would say like to, in order to qualify for it, and I've been hearing a bunch of stuff about this, um, 
where in order to qualify for it, you have to submit medical records showing that uh, the fetus was or had a heartbeat during the time that you're claiming for. Um, so the medical records would be would be required to be submitted in your and along with your tax and paperwork. The thing that a lot of people are pointing out is in order to claim a tax deduction, you have to fill out a lot of paperwork and itemize your tax returns in order to qualify for that tax deduction. So a lot of the people that the tax deduction is meant meant to help um, wouldn't be wouldn't have the ability or the the money to actually pay to have their items itemized mm -hmm. and because it is a tax deduction it's removing your the amount of taxable income that you have so it doesn't necessarily mean you're going to get three thousand dollars back that just means you wouldn't have to pay three thousand dollars in taxes yeah that would reduce like, your, your tax debt but also the thing that they don't point out is like itemizing like having to itemize everything leaves you much more open for audits as well as owing more than what you would have owed previously <laughs> yeah and then it also like further in there's some information about implications for couples using a surrogate when it comes to the sperm donors for instances of uncertain uncertain fraternity who would be responsible for providing child support and, yeah so like and there was there was also information that people were talking about online um, where it says who is allowed to take that tax deduction is it the mother or is it the father if it's the father if the person if they're not in a relationship or they're not married why does the father get it right so yeah there's i mean there's a lot of questions that this law isn't really taking because that's what a lot of lawmakers do they just make laws and don't don't think about the practicality <clears throat> yeah so it was an interesting thing that actually came up this week i uh, I watched, I read, read some stuff and watched some TikToks and some videos about it. And it was a lot of people were saying a lot of the information about like what happens when or if a pregnancy, they were someone were to miscarriage after they took the deduction. Mm -hmm. What would they, would it be prorated? What, what happens then? And it's like, you have, you have this internal revenue service that is supposed to have this information but like they don't i'm 99 sure they probably don't have the procedures that tell them what they're supposed to do in the event that someone submits records showing that they were pregnant and then no longer has has a, a child the next time because the pregnancy was failed right this is an interesting conversation It's a horrifying conversation as somebody who can, yeah. <laughs> who can get pregnant. In theory. In theory, I could get pregnant. But like... I don't know. I don't know, man. 
yeah, it's strange, strange, strange conversation. Mm. Um, but I mean, I guess it's it's a conversation to have, right? But I I don't. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> I hate it. I don't. Yeah. I don't. I don't like it. Well, I mean, that was that was one of the I, we didn't really plan on that conversation, but it was interesting. Um, do you want to wrap it up with some trivia? Oh God. <laughs> uh, sure. So I have some multiple choice multiple choice this time so i'll give you some answers to choose from um who sang the title song for the latest bond film no time to die there's adele sam smith or billy eilish i was gonna say wasn't it adele no time to die i don't keep track of james bond it's billy eilish it's a really good song not even being a bond film song i think i mean all of the the title songs that they come out with, like Sam Smith's version and Adele's version was really good too. But I love all of Adele and most of Billie Eilish songs too. Mm-hmm. Sam Smith is kind of hit or miss. Some of his songs are garbage. Um, which, flies a, <laughs> which flies a green, white, and orange in that order tricolor flag? Ireland, Ivory Coast, or Italy? Green, white, and orange. Ireland. Italy. Well. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's because it's not in, like, for the Ivory Coast in Ireland, it's not green, white, and orange in that order. But I thought that Italy's was, like, green, white, and red. Let's see. Italy. Flag. It is green, white, and red. This is wrong. <laughs> That's why I was saying Ireland. That's because it is Ireland. I R E N Yeah. Yeah. Green, green, white, and orange. This is wrong. Mintimeter. I have issues. <laughs> uh, oh, moving on. Uh, what company makes the Xperia model of smartphone? Samsung, Sony, or Nokia? Nokia? Samsung, or Sony, not Samsung, Sony. Sony Xperia. Uh, Which city is home of the Brandenburg Gate? Vienna, Zurich, or Berlin? Oh, I don't know. Brandenburg. Berlin? Berlin, yeah. That was a total guess, wasn't it? Yes, it was. Which of the following is not a fruit? Rhubarb, tomatoes, or avocados? Rhubarb. Rhubarb is not a fruit, it's a vegetable. Did you know Uh, that vegetable is actually made up? Probably. The term vegetable is, it's not actually, like fruit is a real term, but. What'd you call me? (laughs) I mean, I am also a fruit, so. (laughs) Um, moving on. <laughs> Where was the first example of paper money used? China, Turkey, or Greece? China. China, yep. Who is generally considered the inventor of the motocar? 
motor Henry car. Ford. Henry, wait for my answers. No. It, well, you're wrong because it's not Henry Ford. Henry Ford, Carl Benz, Henry M. Leland. Okay, so if it's not Henry Ford, then Mr. Benz. Carl Benz, yes. Henry Ford is the one that revolutionized the manufacturing process of cars. <clears throat> if you were looking at ooh, Iguazu, I-G-U-A-Z-U falls, on what continent would you be? Asia, South Africa, or sorry, Asia, Africa, or South America? South America. Yeah. According to this site, or this trivia quiz, which has been questionable so far. Mm -hmm. What number was the Apollo mission that successfully put a man on the moon for the first time in human history? Apollo 11, 12, or 13? 13? It was 11. Mm -hmm. And that is up for debate, depending on who you ask. <laughs> Which of the following languages has the longest alphabet? Greek, Russian, or Arabic? I'm sorry, which one what? Has the longest alphabet. Russian? Russian, yeah, Russia. Uh, who was the lead singer of the band The Who? Roger Roger Daltrey, Ron Henley, or Robert Plant? Robert Plant? I don't know any of these people. It's Roger Daltrey. Okay, well, I have one. Are you cheating? Oh. No. Go ahead. What 90s boy band member bought MySpace in 2011? Was it... Nick Lachey, Justin Timberlake, Sean Stockman, or AJ McQueen? AJ? Or Justin? It was Justin. Yeah, I was gonna say it was either AJ or Justin. Probably because he wanted to feel like he was, knew what it meant whenever he was doing the role on the, um, gosh, what's that called? The, Social um, network? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what is the most visited tourist attraction in the world? The most visited? Times Square. So you have options of Eiffel Tower, Statue of Liberty, Great Wall of China, or the Colosseum? The Colosseum. Is that wrong? I can't see you. It is wrong, yes. And neither can the people listening. I know. I said, mm-mm. Oh, I didn't hear that. Um, okay, then what is it? The Great Wall of China. Power. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. I could see that. What is the heaviest organ in the human body? Skin. The brain, liver, skin, or heart? Skin. Yes, nope. it is. No. It's your your trivia is wrong. Sarah, this your this, trivia is wrong. This is liver. That's wrong. This was just on a quiz video that I just watched the other day. Last night, actually. In the human body, not on the human oh, body. I didn't hear that part. That's bullshit. That's stupid. <laughs> I disagree with this quiz. Then, yeah, the liver would be the heaviest. And that shouldn't have been an option. Moving on. Do you have another one? Because I have more. 
Um, what type of food holds the world record for being the most stolen around the globe? Wagyu beef, cheese, coffee, or chocolate? Chocolate. Nope. Or coffee. Nope. It's Wagyu beef. Nope. It's oh. cheese. No. Okay. As much as 4% of the cheese produced around the world is stolen. Did you know that there's like a stockpile of cheese somewhere? I can't remember where, uh, but there's like uh, a, hundreds of, I think hundreds of thousands of pounds of cheese stockpiled somewhere. Jesus. Oh, here's a good one. What is the oldest soft drink in the United States? Is it Coca-Cola, Pepsi, Dr. Pepper, or Canada Dry Ginger Ale? Coca-Cola. Nope. Is it ginger ale? Nope. I wasn't listening. <laughs> <laughs> it's Dr. Pepper. Wait, what was it? The oldest soft drink in the United States. Dr. Pepper? I don't Dr. Pepper. Specifically, the federal government had 560 million pounds of cheese, most of it stored in vast subterranean storage facilities. Decades of cropping up the dairy industry by buying up surplus cheap milk and turning it into processed commodity cheese. Yeah. What? Why? Why? I don't, I don't know. Why are we stockpiling cheese? The U.S. government, oh, here it is. The U.S. government has a cheese stockpile of 1.4 billion pounds. Of cheese. 1.4 billion pounds. Of cheese. Of cheese. And it's privately owned. Who, yeah. who owns that 1.4 billion pounds of cheese? I don't know, because I mean, if the U.S. government bought it, then you would think they, unless they sold it to someone privately, but you would think the people of the United States owned it, but they probably sold it to someone. 1.4 billion pounds of cheese. Yeah. I'm, I'm like trying to, I mean, not to use a play on words, but I'm trying to digest that. Like the fuck. Right. <laughs> um, what spirit is used for making a Tom Collins? Vodka, gin, or rum? Vodka. Gin. I don't even know what a Tom Collins is. It's an alcoholic beverage. Uh, also a dance. Is? Tom Collins is a dance? Yeah. Who the fuck is Tom Collins? Wait, is that a dance? That might be wrong. Um, the fear of insects is known as what? Uh, intimophobia, arachnophobia, oh, alorophobia. Well, arachnophobia is the specific fear of spiders. No, I think that's why they put it in here. They think people are going to say that. Um, the first one. Entomophobia. Yeah, that's yeah. what it is. Even though I'm completely probably saying that wrong. Um, ooh, this is interesting. Not interesting. I think it's interesting. Um, what is the name of the Franco-British supersonic commercial plane that operated from 1976 to 2003? Accord, Concorde, or Mirage? I'm not sure. If you had to guess. Mirage? 
the interesting thing about this question is all of these are the name of the car as well. Um, it's the Concorde. Mm. Which horoscope sign is a fish? Aquarius, Cancer, or Pisces? Pisces. <laughs> what is the largest U.S. state by land mass? I'm not going to give you an option. Is it Alaska? It is Alaska. A lot of people will say Texas most of the time. Yeah, Texas is pretty big, but Alaska is bigger. I don't know if this is true anymore. Which app has the most total users? TikTok, Snapchat, or Instagram? TikTok? It says Instagram, but I don't know if that's true as of now. This was in 2021. Hmm. So that might not be correct anymore. Because I think mm -hmm. it is TikTok now. <clears throat> what sport has been played on the moon? Frisbee, soccer, golf, or bocce ball? Golf. It is golf. Oh. Of course it's golf. How many plays do people generally believe that Shakespeare wrote? 27, 37, or 47? 47? 37. Mm. 37. How many did he actually write? I don't know. Hold on. Plays? Um, plays did Shakespeare write? 38. Oh, so it's close. Mm -hmm. um, who directed the Academy Award winning movie Gladiator? Ridley Scott, James Cameron, or Steven Soderbergh? Soderbergh. I think it was Ridley Scott, wasn't it? Yeah, it was Ridley Scott. No yawning. Ah, I'm tired. I, I have chronic illness. No, you don't. It's not real. It's all in your head, Sarah. <laughs> yeah, clearly all in my head. Clearly. Oh my God, okay. So d deterring for just a minute. Let me, let me just, let me just rant about a thing that happened at work. All right, hold on, let me start the timer. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Just kidding, go ahead. So yesterday, not yesterday, Wednesday. Wednesday, um, I was at work and one of our m massage therapists didn't show up. Like they did a no call, no show. Did they ask you to give someone a massage? They did not ask me to give someone a massage. Um, illegally, I cannot do that. So this this woman, the the first customer of of the day, essentially, she's like, um, well, my time is running, and I want a massage. And I was just like, ah, well, i'm I'm doing I'm doing what I can to try to figure this out for you. So then, um, she tells me and my coworker that, we should know when someone's not going to show up. And I was like, we we can't know if someone's not going to show up if they don't call and tell us that they're not going to show up. Yeah. She's like, yeah, but as a company, y'all should know when people aren't going to be here. And I was like, again, how are we supposed to know when people aren't going to be here if they don't let us know that they're not going to be here? And she just like was not getting this concept at all. Yeah, I understand people. It's like, first of all, we can't control what other people do. 
And second of all, I'm not the company. I'm just an employee here. So right? it's, not, it's not my responsibility. Right. All I know, all I can tell you is what my computer tells me and the fact that there's no one here that can give you this massage. And you don't need a massage. If you did, you would probably go to a chiropractor, not a masseuse. She's just like, well, I need a massage. And so like, I'm <clears> like, <throat> okay, well, I will, I'll, I'll do what I can. Let me, let me, let me find something for you. Because I would have, he's like, I'm not leaving. <laughs> I would have Googled the, uh, Googled need versus want printed out a sheet and given it to her and be like, here, read this while you wait. <laughs> I'm going to let you read this pamphlet while you wait. Let oh me know God. if you have any questions or need any clarification. Thank oh you. My God. I don't think she would have understood because again, she didn't have the understanding for if nobody lets us know what's going on, we can't know what's going on. <laughs> so I don't know how many times I had to say that. I was just like, okay all right well whatever but then today we had another masseuse call in at least she called so then like i had to like try to scramble and get all her appointments reassigned she was fully booked for today i'm just like oh my god and people just well i wanted a massage today well i i understand but we're fully booked so let me let me get you an appointment for two weeks from now. Did she ask for a compensation? Yeah, she did. She she got a free. Do I get compensation for my time? She you got a wasted? free um, massage. God. So. And that's why people act like that because you we give them free things. I say we. I've never worked in. Well, I have for a little bit, but in the service industry for like nine months. I worked at Long John Silver's. Oh, and I worked at Movie Gallery. <clears throat> I had to pull out my, I worked for the BMV for five and a half years. Don't fuck with me, voice. <laughs> my coworkers over here looking at me. That's <laughs> complete. It is a complete change in personality. Yeah. I've never really experienced too much, but again, I haven't, like, I worked for in all, um, at, in a service industry, maybe a little over than a year. And there's really only a couple of things that whenever it comes to customers that I can think of. Um, the first one is I was doing the drive-through at Long John Silver's and this person ordered something and then when they got up to the window they were annoyed that they had to wait so long for fried fish and fried chicken that was frying on our busiest day of the month our busiest day of the week um and she like threw a fit and i was just like there's there's nothing i can do about it here's your food have a good day jesus um, I've been working in the service industry, like customer facing positions since 2011. Yeah. 2010. Yeah. Well, the only other thing that I can think of is in the movie gallery. There was this guy that was like really drunk and he was really being really belligerent at the um, cash wrap area. 
mm-hmm. and I basically just kept telling him he had to leave. It's like, sir, you need to leave. Get out. You need to leave. You need to leave. Um, and then he had to be forcibly removed. And I think the cops got called. Yeah, at the BMV, I had a lot of interesting things happen. I had people throw stuff at me. I had people threaten my life. Um, it's a bobo. The the listeners can't see, but I can see. Hi, little man. He's annoyed. He's been standing under me for like the last few minutes. And he's like, take me out. <laughs> Hi, beebsers. Because I don't, I don't understand. He's holding me. Why is this happening? <laughs> Eddie will take you out just a little bit. You're fine. <clears throat> but anyways, that was an interesting story. More, more trivia, or are you ready to call it a night? I think, unless you desperately, desperately want to do more trivia, I think I'm ready to call it a night. I want to find out really quickly who bought if someone purchased the government cheese. I mean, that's that is important information for us to know at this point. It's like that's so much cheese. Um, so the question: Does the United States government have billions of pounds of cheese stockpiled? Says false. The government does not have billions of pounds of cheese stored away. That cheese, that cheese stockpile does exist, but it's privately owned. No matter who owns all that cheese, more than one billion pounds of it sounds like a truly frightening amount of cheese. If all dairy or dairy pro- production came to a halt, um, that would be enough to hold us over without going to having to go vegan right mm-hmm. we consume as a country almost 13.5 billion pounds of cheese a year so while 1.3 billion is a significant amount of cheese it's only 10 percent of what we're going to consume in a year that is a lot of cheese yeah so the u.s government doesn't have what is this cheese the u.s government doesn't have um a stockpile of cheese, but there is a stockpile that is privately owned. There is a stockpile of cheese also owned by the USDA, which is kept in caves in Missouri. I think this is the same cheese I just talked about. Maybe. And it's, it was, I think it was, um, it was requested part as part of a bill, but then someone privately purchased it later. Is what I'm assuming, is what I'm getting from this article that I just closed because I'm done. <laughs> wow. <clears throat> well, it was fun talking. I'm glad we got to discuss a little bit of some things. We talked about gender identity, what the definition of gender gender queer is um and then we also talked about the difference between sex gender and gender identity and then we went off on a little tangent about um the weird alabama 
No. Georgia. Georgia, Georgia law. <laughs> Jeez. That allows people to pregnant a pregnant woman to um, get three thousand dollars for a fetus, not three thousand dollars. Get three thousand dollars in tax deductions. Right. Um, and then we talked a little bit about your experience and our experience as customer service people. Nope. All in all, it was a fun time. A fun time was had by all. Well. Thank you to those of you that are listening. If there are any listeners and Sarah, have a good night. Um, If you're listening, make sure to like, subscribe, share, rate the podcast, all that jazz. Um, And always feel free to interact with us on our social medias. So we have our uh, podcast social media on Instagram. It is now about that pod. Um, And then you can email our... um, podcast email at nowaboutthatpod at gmail.com if you would like to send in information or discussion points that you would like us to discuss on the podcast other than that have a good rest of your week because again this comes out on a monday if you're not listening to this on a monday have a good whatever (laughs) (laughs) sarah enjoy your weekend because we're doing this on friday yay you as well thanks bye bye